millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Feels like I've been awake for days. Watch a film starring Nicolas Cage. Could be shit or it could be fun. Valley Girl face off an army of one. Deadpool Corner, Lord of War, The Wicker Man, Trespass, and so many more. Know how it starts, I don't know how it ends. The first ten are solo, then it's me and some friends. No distractions, no expectations. Over the weeks, hear my frustrations. I guess the podcast is about to begin. I'm your host, Petra Placilavis, and I'm caged in. And we're back. It's a new year. You may be a new person. Um, you may have made resolutions and all that stuff. You may think I've I, I've made them. Oh, I've made a few for the podcast. I made some. I don't don't really do them personally, but for the podcast, I've got a few which I will talk about. But it's a time also to look back at the year gone by, two thousand and seventeen. So in March of two thousand seventeen, I set up upon this journey, which I'm. I guess if you're listening to this little bumper bonus episode, you fucking know about. And if you don't, what are you doing listening to this episode? Go on back, go on back to episode one, which the sound quality is probably pretty shit. And um, my my mic etiquette and just my general enthusiasm sounds pretty shit. I can look back on that now and go, yeah, I've definitely improved, not in a... Not in an arrogant way, but yeah, I have got better at doing this podcast. Like sometimes it's very strange for me to just talk into a microphone uh, on my own in my lounge, um, but I do it anyway. And that journey is to watch every single Nicolas Cage film from start to finish, not knowing anything about them, uh, going in if I can. Obviously, there's some films I've seen because I'm not a total philistine, but there are some I have never even heard of. And because the man is a powerhouse of cinema who just says yes to every single film, there are films coming out constantly. I think just before the turn of the new year, I added about 12 films that are supposed to come out in the next year and a half. So it looks like this podcast will not be stopping any time soon. But, whilst looking back, let's look back to the humble beginnings of the man we are talking about, Nicolas Cage. I feel like this is something we haven't talked about on this podcast. And maybe for me, and maybe for you, the listener, to just to just maybe understand him a bit better, we're just going to have a little story 
of his early years. Cage was born in Long Beach, California, to August Coppola, a professor of literature, and Joy Vogelsang, a dancer and choreographer. He was raised in a Catholic family. His father was of Italian descent and his mother of German and Polish descent. His paternal grandparents were composer Carmine Coppola and actress Italia Panino. And his paternal grandparents were immigrants of Bernala Basilica. Though his father, through his father, he is a nephew of director Francis Ford Coppola and of actress Talia Shire and the cousin of Roman Coppola and Sofia Coppola. Film producer Gino Carlo Coppola and actors Robert Carmine and Jason Schwartzman. Cage's two brothers are New York radio personality Mark the Cope Coppola and director Christopher Coppola. He attended Beverly Hills High School, which is known for its many alumni who became entertainers. He aspired to act at an early age and also attended UCLA School of Theatre, Film and Television. His first non-cinematic acting experience was in a school production of Golden Boy. He cites James Dean as a key inspiration of his career, saying, I started acting because I wanted to be James Dean. I saw him in Rebel Without a Cause, East of Eden. Nothing affected me. No rock song, no classical music. The way Dean affected me in Eden, it blew my mind. I was like, that's what I want to do. At 15 years old, he tried to convince his uncle Francis Ford Coppola to give him a screen test, telling him, I'll show you acting. His outburst was met with silence in the car. By this stage of his career, Coppola had already directed Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, Gene Hackman and Robert De Niro. To avoid the appearance of nepotism as Coppola's nephew, he changed his name in his career to Nicolas Cage, inspired in part by Marvel Comics superhero. Cage's story is interesting in that his way of his love for James Dean. It can't help but remind me of someone who is in vogue at the moment and has created like a massive name for himself, and that is Tommy Wiseau. I recently, in like the last part of 2017, had watched The Disaster Artist and saw that both Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero were infatuated by the acting of James Dean. And I can't help but see some weird, crazy similarities to that of Tommy Wiseau and Nicolas Cage and the fact that they have almost become memes and they almost have written their own history in the fact that they have risen above the fact that people see them as a joke and almost laud them for their insanity and craziness and just, it's almost the mystique about them that intrigues people more than what they actually do with Nicolas Cage and his crazy owning skulls and having comic books that have like been stolen just crazy things out there and obviously his his just willingness to do anything in acting and I see that same weird passion in Tommy Wiseau I know this is a weird detour but I feel like it's something that needs to be brought up because 
if you haven't seen The Disaster Eyes, it's a fantastic film. So now we know a little bit more about the early years of Nick Cage, Nick Coppola, before he had even done Valley Girl, before he had even done The Best of Times, a TV series movie thing that I'm not going to talk about on this podcast because it's not a fucking feature-length film. We know what happened last time with Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I'm not fucking doing it. Um, There's something, yeah, I need to say to you guys, and that was, I've been so rude. I should have said, I hope you had a very happy Christmas and a good New Year. And let's move forward with what this New Year is going to bring to us. So, a little roundup of what you have to come, like, I should probably say before I like, get into anything, obviously I'm just releasing this little bonus episode for me to kind of like dust the, dust the, yeah, get the dust off the mic kind of, I'm doing it now, I can't really, I'm not really, not really in it, they're really in the zone, just trying to, that's why I thought I'd do this, just like kind of grease up the wheels, get ready, get back to it, warm up the old vocal cords, blah, blah, blah. I didn't want to just like blow my load on like just going straight in because the next film we are going to talk about it's a bit of a humdinger, and I have a very special guest for that one. A very crazy guy, a guy who has very differing opinions to me, but I thought that would be good. It's a guy called Perry, and his surname doesn't really concern you at the moment, but will all become clear once that episode is out. And yeah, me and Perry will be talking about the Spike Jones-directed adaptation, a film in which Nicolas Cage, again, I believe, was nominated for an Oscar which would have been his second Oscar as um, Best Actor. And this film is, oh, it's a humdinger. It's fantastic. It is my personal, one of my favourite, not let alone Nicolas Cage films. This is up there as one of my favourite films. I just love the fact that how meta it is and how crazy it is and just the crazy mind of Charlie Kaufman working on screen not just through his writing but literally you can see the way his mind works on screen and it's great I'm getting excited now just thinking about the prospect that I get to watch this film and obviously get to pick it apart with Perry and we really get to chew it apart and really get down to the nitty gritties of what that film is about that will be followed by Matchstick Men this is one that I know nothing about. I know Sam Rockwell's in it, and that is about it. I believe there may be a scene just from seeing clips on the internet that he may say, Have you ever pissed blood? Um, which, yeah, I know is quite a famous Nicolas Cage moment, but apart from that, um, I, do know, I don't know what in context that is for. I have no fucking idea what to expect and I'm looking forward to that and then the next week will be followed by National Treasure a film that made Nicolas Cage in my eyes a international treasure not just a national treasure so lock up your declarations of independence because I'm coming for it not just Nicolas Cage and then after that Lord of War again a film I know nothing about it's kind of interesting that we're kind of going with a film I really know, a film I have no fucking idea about, a film I really know, a film I have no fucking idea about, which leads me on to the next film, which is 
The Weatherman, a film I have actually believed that I've seen but cannot remember anything about it. I imagine whilst watching it, my memory will be jogged. I vaguely remember something about archery and maybe that yeah, Nicolas Cage's character has a penchant for that. So, that is what we have coming up. Obviously, we're not quite at the 40 mark yet. So, once I've done 40 films in, I will be sure to do a IQ test. And we will see if I have digressed. Let's see if 2018 is the year of stupidity. Um, Hopefully not. Hopefully I've got smarter or I have managed to level out and other things to expect this year expect plenty of more bonus episodes and material and stuff like that um i hope like (laughs) that you all enjoyed the episode with bob and joe with the alternative commentary i will be sure to do more of those we have already discussed what we would potentially do for a second one i may even get other guests involved or maybe just those guys plus other people to really just show you the mania of what we can create with a stupid podcast idea and other podcasters just getting blind fucking drunk and trying to make sense of the acting of Nicolas Cage. Expect bonus episodes about films that maybe Nicolas Cage had something to do with but might not necessarily be an actor in. Um, That's all I want to say on that. I've got something very special coming up, potentially this Sunday, because this Sunday, the 7th of January, marks the birthday of Nicolas Cage. So that's going to be a special day for all you Cagelings out there, all you Cage acolytes, all you people who are big fans of the man, he is going to be the ripe old age of, I don't know, I uh, know it's 1964 and my math skills aren't that great right now, so I can't be bothered to work out what that is. Um, if, 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 if if you're there at home thinking, I know what it is, I've worked out really quick because my math's really good, good for you, um, write it on a postcard and throw it in the sea because I quite frankly don't give a shit. <laughs> um, or just write to me online and again I'll just go, Wicked mate, that's great. Um I'm glad I'm glad you did better at maths than me and your life's going great. Uh, and um yeah, I'm gonna leave it there. Just just thought I would kind of again grease up the wheels and get this ball rolling again. But be sure that next week, if not next Tuesday, this coming Sunday, expect to hear a new episode back to our regular scheduled programming just kind of getting back into it but this one is just literally a almost like a trailer of what is to come for 2018 um yeah i'm gonna leave it there but if you like i don't know at this point feel free to stop listening because i just want to talk about the reason as to why I took the break. Um, I know a lot of podcasts keep up a mystique of like they keep their personal lives very separately and don't yet don't let the fans kind of peek behind the curtain of the workings of it. Um, I feel here at like caged in. I'm pretty 
pretty open and it's pretty shambolic anyway and I feel like that adds to it but um yeah there's like I kind of just dropped off the grid and just decided oh, it kind of seemed like I maybe just decided on a day bang I'm gonna put the podcast on pause for like a month it's kind of like kind of true but at the same time I feel like it was building up to that point because um me in my personal life just found I don't know I had a lot of pressure and I kind of run myself down and um had some issues that like I don't almost affected the podcast and I felt that the pressure of like the pressure like not from anyone else but from myself of doing the podcast every week and kind of doing this crazy thing of working a Monday like five till two coming home watching the film doing all the prep doing the research and stuff like that and getting straight into the record getting the episode ready like even doing the artwork and stuff like that um as basic and as crap as it is but like doing that all in the like space of like having no sleep straight into that and straight up online pretty much sometimes I was uploading those episodes like at quarter to midnight ready for that midnight deadline I'd set myself ready for you on a Tuesday for when you wake up and I know that's fucking stupid of myself and it was like that pressure just kind of all got on top of me and I just yeah I just wasn't feeling great about myself and didn't feel like I could deliver a product for you guys that is enjoyable and fun and that's what I try and do obviously I know right now I'm kind of talking a bit deep and a bit a bit down almost depressing but I feel like I don't know those of you yeah who listen to this probably this probably is one of the things I was seeing if this podcast would do to me would it send me insane and like I wouldn't say I'm fucking clinically insane but like it has sent me a bit doolally in the fact that I don't know maybe this is deep-seated stuff that I I don't know anything about but yeah it's um it did it, it it got to me and maybe cage is creeping in and got the best of me but having said that i am promising to you guys that this year without fail there will be an episode every week i am going to um promise also that there are going to be tons more guests i'm going to be a bit more proactive and a bit more full-on with it and get it going get that ball rolling get them people in and get this ship sailing the high seas of cagey goodness so as always i've been your host petrus patsilavis i've been caged in you've been rad bye 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Droop Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.